Hello, I'm Kelly Crichton and this is The Reset Room. We're here to give you the tools you need to succeed and to answer your questions on your journey to fulfillment. This week, we're talking all about your work life and knowing when it's time for a change. In this series of The Reset Room, we're covering some really interesting and timely topics like burnout and how to avoid it, valuing time and imposter syndrome. This week, I'm joined by Amina Walker, who has 25, or maybe maybe that should be 26 now, Amina. <laughs> it's creeping up, isn't it? <laughs> Years of coaching experience and has seen it all when it comes to personal growth challenges and helping people perform under the pressures we face in life. Amina regularly coaches people in the spotlight and in high profile positions in business, entertainment and sport. Hi, Amina. Thanks for joining me today. We're super excited to be back with series two of The Reset Room. How are you doing? Uh, me too, Kelly. I am so excited to be back again. I can't wait to get cracking. I'm doing great. Thank you. All ready and raring to go to talk to all of our lovely listeners um, about some really interesting stuff, I think, and really current stuff. Great. You, yeah, I, I can feel your energy already, Amina. It's wonderful. <laughs> OK, so today we're going to talk about our work lives. Should I stay or should I go? When is it time to leave your job? I think for some of us or for some jobs, this is just a really apparent thing. Like, you know, you can't progress there or you've been offered something else or you feel like you've outgrown the job. But in other situations, it kind of creeps up on us. Do you find that's the case with some people? Yeah, there are all sorts of reasons, you know, Kelly, why people might think about leaving the job. Sometimes, and this, you know, this is happening a real lot now, people have been spotted because Mm. there is such a demand in the jobs market that people, you know, companies want to know, who do you know that might be able to do this, you know, in our company? Mm. Or do you have any contacts who would be good to do this? And so actually people are getting spotted, they're getting perched, they're getting headhunted, Mm -hmm. you know, which is wonderful because um, it leaves you in a position of choice. So that's kind of happening. But also, I think post pandemic, um, a lot of people have reached a certain point or the turning point where they are ready to make a big decision about should I stay or should I go? Mm-hmm. And for some people, it's a question of why not? Why not? Um, after everything that's that's gone on mm-hmm. um, for other people, it's just a question of, you know what? I am now ready for a change mm-hmm. because hybrid working. I'm now able to do different jobs without traveling forever. So I think it's quite a good place to be in if you're thinking about moving jobs. Mm -hmm. So the examples I listed are more or less positive in the sense that you're in control of the situation. You know, I want to change or shall I have a change? But it can happen that it's our Mm. performance that is lacking. Can you talk to us about that? Or maybe even the environment, you know, can you talk to us about that? Yeah. um, And quite often, if we're unhappy in our work, Mm. and that might be related to the job, the company, all the people that we work with, then quite often that affects our performance. So without realizing it too much, you over time become an underperformer. And I don't think anybody comes to work deliberately wanting to underperform or deliberately wanting to do a bad job. I just don't Mm. believe that, Kelly. I just think there are circumstances that mean we end up in a position where we're not doing as good a job as either we know we can or the company is expecting for us. So Mm. quite often we end up in a situation where we don't feel valued and therefore we're not putting enough into it but mm-hmm. equally it can cause an underperformance so yeah I think that's that is more common than we realize but I don't think listeners should think too badly about themselves about that because there's always a reason behind it mm. the key thing is to realize you know my performance is not where it should be 
What's going to happen next? Do I want to stay and do something about it? Or is it time for me to go? Mm -hmm. And I I mentioned briefly there about environments, working somewhere that has a toxic Mm. environment or we find that we're not supported by our team or our manager. Yeah. Yeah. And I think if if you find yourselves in a a really difficult environment, then I think the first thing to do, and this is a really brave thing though, Kelly, is to ask why could Mm. it be me? Yeah. Could I be the one that's causing yeah. some of this toxicity? Because we don't always realise we're no. not self-aware enough. So mm-hmm. I think, first of all, ask why. Be brave enough to ask your boss, look, is this something to do with me or my behaviour? Because if it is, mm. I want to sort that. Or ask your colleagues, you know, if you've got yeah. good enough relationship, ask them. It, you know, if you haven't, then you've you've really got to dig deep and find out what's the reason. Uh, it may be you, it might not be. But the second thing is, is it fixable? Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, my fault or not, can can this be fixed? And do I want it to be fixed? Do I do I do I want this job, this this position badly enough to go down that road and and say to my boss, my colleagues, um, I don't know what's causing this, but I'm not mm-hmm. comfortable with it. I'm not happy, and I want to sort it. Mm-hmm. So I think take action or go. Decide mm-hmm. to go. Um, either way, I think you're right. It's very hard for people to see the forest through the trees sometimes when they're really embedded in a place and they maybe think that they're like not necessarily part of the problem. But if you look at the bigger picture, then maybe you're buying into some of the chat in the office and some of the, you know, yeah. us versus them, whether it's between management and employees or whatever. Yeah. But we do have a tendency, I think, to sort of align ourselves with the people we think we need to or whatever. And I yeah. think, that, yeah, you're right. You really, we, we really need to look at ourselves. But are there other telltale signs? It might be time to consider a move from your job. I think when boredom sets in, um, mm. we can get complacent. We can get a bit lazy. Um, mm. We can be not put as much effort into it. So I think, you know, we've, we've got to be aware of our own performance. And I think fundamentally, if the job is one that you want to stay in, then you've got, you've got to work harder mm. knowing how good you are at doing your job mm-hmm. because you'll end up in a really difficult position if you don't do that. So I think there's lots of different circumstances that could, um, you know, leave us in a position where we're at a turning point. Mm-hmm. But the key thing is being self-aware of, am I at that stage yet? And if I am, what am I going to do about it? Because if not, you could become part of the problem Mm. um, that you're really not enjoying uh, in the work situation. Okay, so I think this will sound familiar to some of our listeners. If they find themselves in that position, they've decided, okay, yeah, I need to go. What's the best thing for them to do? I think if if anybody who's listening has decided to leave the job, then first of all, good on you because it takes guts to actually make that Mm. decision. Some people leave it until they're almost pushed out the door Mm -hmm, or or it's forced upon them. And that's not a nice place to be. But I think if you're brave enough to make that decision, then I think think about it, but don't jump just yet. Mm. Because think about any responsibilities that you might have. Think Mm. about um, where you want to go next. And you can do all of these things while you're still earning money. Mm-hmm. So do a good enough job to be able to allow yourself some thinking and planning time to take your next steps. And that might be thinking about, so what do I really want to do if I don't do this? Where mm-hmm. do I really want to be and how can I get there? So you can mm-hmm. get your CV ready. You can start putting feelers out. You can start job hunting. All of that is good prep time while you're still in your job. Mm-hmm. Lots of things you can do. I met somebody recently who had left their job and they had kind of squirreled enough away to sort of get the summer out of it, you know, but I was just like, oh, God, I would just be nervous, you know, if something yeah. didn't come up. And maybe yeah. that's a topic for another show that we're going to talk about imposter syndrome or whatever. Um, But 
Yeah, I think I think it, mm. it makes an awful lot of sense to stay in the job until something else is sorted, you know. And if you want mm. some time off, maybe you can negotiate that into the new mm. job, you know, get an yeah. extra month's leave before yeah. you start. Absolutely. But it does involve risk taking. And mm. some people, you know, topic for another day, but some people don't take that risk and they end yeah. up staying in the job forever. And yeah. I've got a real life example of how that happened to one person. I mean, he stayed in his job for years and years and years and ended up not being able to leave because mm. he was in his comfort zone. He didn't make the break. He had too many um, responsibilities, bills, family to support, et cetera. And so he ended up staying there, counting down the days until retirement. And I can't tell you how sad that was for him and for me listening to it. It was just awful. This is something we've talked about before, the whole forced change thing and how at the time it could be traumatic and negative, very negative. Mm. But then with hindsight, you're like, you know, if that hadn't happened, why wouldn't have happened? Or people find like that, you know, despite the the trauma of it all, it was actually a really good turning point in their lives. Yeah. So I think that is, as you say, it's it's a mix of that risk and and reward something yeah, yeah risk, risk and reward, and reward. Exactly. change really feels good um, yeah and you know and, and, and if you're feeling uncomfortable be aware that the outcome is probably going to be a good thing because it mm. means you're going through some kind of a period of change either at work mm-hmm. or personally so change is uncomfortable but it's also good yes so underperforming or being squeezed out of a job could dent your confidence though couldn't it so what advice would you have for someone in that position if people are um you know and this can happen over time as i've as i've mentioned or you could mm. end up doing something that's really really not good in mm. in your job and and end up you know in a poor performance situation and mm. at risk of losing your job i think the first thing to remember is that um it doesn't make you a bad person because you're not doing a good job Yes, um, or you've course. done something wrong way. So I think, first of all, put it in perspective. On this occasion, it may be that actually you're in danger of losing this job, but there will be other jobs. And, mm. you know, there's a lot of life st- still left to live. What you mm. have to think about is, um, who, who am I really? Mm-hmm. Am I am I this person or, or is there more to me than that? And there usually is. Do a little bit of an audit on yourself. What am I good at? What are my strengths? What do I know I'm capable of? Um, and then prepare yourself to move on and start looking for something that is going to suit suit the person you are and the talents that you've got. So I think don't allow it to put you in a ditch and leave you there because mm. that can happen. You can feel so low that you feel unworthy. Who's going to mm. have me now because... I'm no good for this company type of thing. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, our emotions can really get the better of us when we're in a low place. Um, and that's okay for a small amount of time because that's life and we're human. But if yep. you stay down there for too long, then it will affect you longer term. Um, we don't want that to happen. In so many situations, it's the case that either you or your employer or you or your work, like that's it, it's black and white. And there isn't mm-hmm. someone there who's an impartial person to really look at the situation and go, well, actually, you know, if you'd done this, then maybe things would have been better. Or actually, they were completely wrong. You have done nothing wrong. You have to leave here now and sort this out and you should not be putting yourself down at all or whatever. There's very few impartial people you can consult about your work, you know, that really fully get it and understand what's going on. So it's really quite a difficult thing that you deal with on your own if something's going wrong, isn't it? I mean, you can only rely on HR Mm -hmm. to to such an extent, you know, when you're in a bigger Mm -hmm. organisation because there's probably no HR in a lot of smaller organisations, you know. Yeah, that's right. 
And, and actually, I've been asked to coach a lot of people in my time by a company who who have an, an employee, quite often senior, mm. who they, they worry about whether um, they've reached that turning point, whether mm. their performance isn't quite what it should be, but they don't want them to be pushed out the door. So yeah. they uh, they asked me to come in and and be that impartial person to talk to them mm. about, is, is this now your time? Because um, quite often, Kelly, sometimes the company isn't right for us, not yep. just the other way around. Yes. So I think, you know, we've, we've got to be we've, we've got to be honest with ourselves and think, all right, I'm not going to get it wrong. But that's because I've outgrown the job. Yep. I've outgrown the company or the people in it. So always, always look at it from two sides of the picture, really, because yep. um, it's not always us that's the problem. Sometimes we've just mentally, physically moved on in terms yep. of what we're capable of and our talent. So we've outgrown it. Yeah, or things have changed, especially if you've been there for quite a while, you know, yeah. maybe a diff- like a different company or you're like a different person, you know, maybe your things have changed in your life and your priorities have changed. So it's not necessarily a bad thing, again, no. to, to to want to move. So anyway, onwards and upwards once you leave, mm. how do you make sure you don't find yourself in the same situation in your next position? Yeah, that is such a good question, you know, Kelly, because um, it can happen again. And, you know, I don't know if you've ever heard this, but quite often I've I've heard people in, in a company say, oh, that, you know, all we've done by moving a person from one department to another is moved the problem. Yeah. yeah. So what happens is um, whatever that's whatever's causing that poor performance or underperformance yeah. has never been dealt with. Mm. So if you find yourself leaving and it's happening again, then mm. you really have to think about what's the pattern here. Mm-hmm. If the same thing is happening again, then what is it? And again, you've got to be really brave and really honest with yourself. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you're, you know, you're heading for another misery. Mm-hmm. You have to really think about what is it that I'm doing that is mm-hmm. causing some of that, potentially that I'm doing that's causing some of this. So look for the patterns. Keep uh, aware of your performance. Keep pushing your own performance. Don't settle into a comfort zone again um, Mm. because your performance will go down again. And ask for feedback. You've got to be Mm. brave enough to say, I really want to make sure that I'm doing a good job all the time. Mm. So Mm. can can I just check in to see how well I'm doing? And again, I've talked to a lot of people, quite often senior, and when I've said to them, how well do you think you're doing in your job? They say, I don't know. I haven't got a clue because nobody tells me. Mm. You have to ask for it sometimes because mm-hmm. you don't always you don't always find out until it's too late. Yeah. So look for patterns, stretch your performance, don't settle, and ask for feedback because you want to be the one to say, "I want to keep moving." Mm-hmm. Is my performance good enough? Am I doing well enough? Is my teamwork good enough? Mm-hmm. And you'll know from your friendliness with your colleagues just how well you're interacting with them. You'll know. Mm-hmm. So um, you've got to be aware of it. Yeah. Leading on from that, actually, my next question is whether, you know, some people should actually stay in their jobs, you know, despite feeling a bit worried about it. Look at what's going on and whether you're happy or not, because it might just be that you need some feedback, that you need some motivation, like a new project or something new to kind of channel your strengths into. Mm. So, yeah. Mm. What do you think about people staying in their jobs despite worrying about it? The thing is, Kelly, we all go through bad periods of time Mm. at work. We all do. Uh, Human behaviour and it's just the nature of work. We go in every day, quite often we have the same routines. And sometimes we go through periods of time where we're fed up or the job's bugging us or people Mm. are bugging us. And, you know, we think, oh, I've had enough of this. Mm. And I think that I think I think what we have to do is to think, is this a phase? Is this a period of time that I'm going through or 
is it the time for me to start thinking about uh, whether to um, move on or not? Mm. And I think when you, if you ever hit that point, I think you have to do yourself a checklist. You have to mm. do a, what do I like about it? Really? Pros. Um, and what are the things that are really bugging me? Because if you're, the list that's not right is way longer than the reasons for staying, then it may be time for you to move on. But yeah. if you think, you know what, it's just because we're going through a restructure, it's just yeah. because we're also moving house, or it's just because I'm having a difficult time at home or with somebody at work, then some of those things you can overcome. Mm-hmm. And over time, they might work themselves out. So I think if there are some really good reasons for you to stay, so for example, it might be you essentially like the job or mm-hmm. you like the place that you work or you like what you're doing or you like some of your colleagues or you, you have a really good team spirit. If there are some things that you really do like, mm-hmm. you have to ask yourself, is it worth sticking with the, the not so good things for a period of time to see if I can work through them. And what I would always suggest is give yourself a time limit. Say to yourself, you know what? I'm not happy right now. I'm going to give it some time. I'm going to set myself a limit of by the end of August or by the end of the year. And at that point, I'm going to think, is it still the same? Because if Mm. it is, how long am I willing to wait before I make a change? Yeah, I think that's a very good advice. I guess it'll be different for everybody and certainly at the stage of life you're in can impact yeah. what you're willing to put up with at work. Yeah. You know, like if you're sort of young and enthusiastic and full of energy and all that, you're probably happy to stay on a couple of extra hours in the evening if you need to do overtime. But, you know, maybe mm. if you've got kids or someone yeah. you t- take care of, you maybe can't commit like that and therefore it gets more stressful. So and I think probably everybody's had a variation of those questions over the past couple of years with yeah. the pandemic, etc. And just, I guess, what suits you in, in your time of life. So, but if you are struggling, maybe take some of Amina's advice and really look hard at your role and how it's serving you and how you are serving it for that matter. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the other danger thing that I just want to slip in, Kelly, is that mm. sometimes we stay in a job to please somebody else to please our partner, to please our parents, or to please somebody. So we're in a job and we end up staying there just because it makes somebody else happy. Please, listeners, don't do that. Because it's your life, it's your job, and you've got to find your own happiness. If you stay to please somebody else, you will look back and you'll really regret that time because you'll be Mm -hmm. asking yourself the questions, why did I do that? What did I get out of that for me? So, you know, as hard as it might be, Think about what do I want? Is this serving mm-hmm. me? Is it making me happy? And if not, be brave about it. Yeah, be brave. Big girl pants, as they say. Absolutely. <laughs> so on to part two of the podcast, we've had an email from Louise in Luton, who is 25. She says, I have a degree in business studies and I was fortunate enough to be accepted onto a graduate programme with a big bank in the city straight out of university. The last two years have been quite challenging with the move to working from home and at times I've not fully enjoyed the job, whereas up to that point I really loved it. The programme was supposed to last three years, but it's now in its fourth year and I've been told they won't be offering any jobs to those on the programme for the foreseeable future, which means no pay rises. We're Mm. back in the office for a couple of days a week now and things are getting back to normal, but I'm torn about moving on. I have seen some jobs come up, but considering the volatile situation with COVID and, and things like the cost of living crisis, I'm worried it's the wrong time to move in case I don't complete my probation at a new company. I am relatively safe here, if rather stuck in a rut. Any advice would be greatly appreciated. Thank you. I I bet this is the case for a lot of people at this stage Mm. of their career at the moment. Mm. What do you think? 
well, Louise, you know, you've got a good job. You've worked hard to get to that position. And there are some things that you do enjoy about it. Mm. So I think, first of all, weigh the pros and cons. Are there enough reasons for you to stay for the moment? Then there are for you to go. And if there are, step up. Mm. But give yourself a time limit to review Mm -hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, because you don't want it to drag and drag and drag. And before you know it, you end up resenting that decision that you made. So mm-hmm. give yourself a time with Louise and think, you know, in a few months time, I'm going to assess it again. Um, mm-hmm. And if I feel even stronger about staying with the prospect of no pay rise, then I'm going to look for something else. Mm-hmm. It is a buoyant market for jobs. There's a very good chance, Louise, that you'll get something else, especially with your uh, qualifications and you're at the start of your career. So I think, you know, you can feel positive about that. But think about what you want. Do you want stability or do you want some excitement and some change? Mm. Um, and this depends on where you are in your life, really, and, and you know, what other commitments that you've got. Because yep. if you're raring to go and you're ready to you're ready to jump and you're ready to for some excitement, then then go for it. Don't you know, don't hold yourself back. Take the risk, take the chance. You will find something. And and nothing is forever. And this mm. is what I always say to people: if you end up moving jobs and you think, oh, I'm not sure about this job. Give it some time, at least six yeah. months, and then look yeah. again. You know, yeah. there's, there's always the opportunity to move. People yeah. don't stay in jobs forever like they used to. No, um, They right. move around much more, which is wonderful because it gives you different experiences at different mm-hmm. companies, and it means you're growing at everyone. So you're in a great position, Louise. Weigh up. Pros mm-hmm. and cons. Give yourself a time limit and think about what's important. Do you want stability? Or do you want excitement and change with the prospect of a pay rise? Because if it's that, start looking now. If not, give yourself a bit of time first. Yeah, I think, you know, we're we're probably not being very explicit here about saying that if you can afford it, like a lot of people maybe just couldn't afford the risk of, you know, not getting paid for a couple of months or whatever. So I guess if you are in that situation, the other thing you could do is like you said, put a time frame on how long you're going to stay and maybe yeah. try to save a little bit of money so that yeah. you do have a cushion for when you decide to jump. And I mean, don't jump until you've got the new job. But if something were to go wrong there, at least you have a little bit of savings you can rely on if you need to pay your rent for a couple of months or whatever before you get another job. But the job yeah. market is buoyant. So in a way, yeah. it's kind of an ideal time it to is. go. So The only yeah. thing that I would add um, for Louise is that quite often a company will say, you know, we're not giving any pay rise. However, Mm. if your performance is outstanding, Mm -hmm. you'll find that the company are not going to want to take the risk of losing you. And, you know, if you show just how much you've got to give for that company Mm -hmm. and you are standing out above um, anybody else, there's a very good chance that they will do something for individuals. Very good chance. And I've seen it many at the time over. So don't don't just take it as gospel that um, you personally can't get a pay rise. It just means that, the decision for the company is that there aren't any blanket salary increases. Um, but that might not be you, Louise. And if you want to stand out, go for it. And you, you know, you might be um one of those people in the business that that the company thinks we've got to hang on to this girl, we've got to make yeah. sure we give her some more money to keep her. Absolutely. And you're kind of ma- putting a marker down, aren't you, about mm. what your ambition is as well. Absolutely. So that, you know, if they say no, then maybe it won't come as a surprise when you do leave. Yeah. So, yeah, that's really good advice. Um, We've had another message from Ricky in Manchester, who absolutely loves his job as a receptionist in a hotel. He says he's worked there for seven years and is very well known by staff and guests who frequent the hotel. He's been offered a job with another rival hotel and he feels guilty for thinking about taking it. Uh, It is more money, but his current role is well paid and he gets regular pay increases. What should he do? 
that I think that's interesting because not a lot of people in the hospitality industry can say they get regular pay increases. So you might be onto a winner where you are, Ricky. Uh, what do you think about his quandary, Emma? This is a nice problem to have, Ricky. Yeah. You know, where you're in a job and it pays well and it sounds like he's, um, you're really enjoying what you're doing. What I would say in this instance is that because there are a few things that are going well, you have something to lose. Uh, rather than nothing to lose, but a lot to gain. Um, so because you have something to lose, you have to ask the question, Ricky, am I happy to lose everything that I've got now? Because mm. um, it's not just about the money. It's about much more than that when you get in a job. It's about, do I like the company? Do I like my yeah. colleagues? You know, Do I like the new environment? Um, and if, by the sounds of it, you're happy with a lot of things, it's ticking mm. a lot of boxes, Ricky, then... Mm. Um, Think long and hard before you make that jump because money isn't the secret to happiness. It might pay you more bills and goodness knows we all need to think about the rising costs at the moment and how that's affecting um, our lives. So it might help you a bit more in, in terms of paying some of those bills. I and mean, that might bring you some happiness, um, but there might be other things that you think, you know what? I really don't like X, Y, or Z about mm. this this new place. It's nice to be it's nice to be wanted, though, Ricky. And mm. what I would say is that if somebody else is after you, that means you have talent, um, you're good at what you do, um, and you're probably a catch. So if you're a catch for this other um, hotel, you're mm. probably a catch for somewhere else too. So mm-hmm. think long and hard before you make the, that jump, knowing that if you continue to be good at what you do, which I'm sure you will, when you're ready, when you're really ready, you probably get a, a good a good job anyway with probably more money too. So don't jump too soon, Ricky, because yeah. it sounds like there's a lot of good stuff there that you might not get at your next job. Yeah, I'm not too sure about about the hospitality industry, but in a, in a lot of industries, what someone would suggest, I think, in that situation is, Right. Well, why don't you go back to your own boss and look for a counter offer and say, mm. I've been offered this, given the specifics of how much they probably won't be happy like. But no. uh, it's a risky kind of strategy. But but some people would do it uh, depending on their industry. And then you give them a chance to match the pay rise, you know, especially if you kind of decide, right, I'm really happy to go but I'd be a bit happier to stay. So why don't I just ask them for the money and see what they say? So I mean, he's got nothing nothing to lose, really, because mm-hmm. uh, in terms of asking for that, because the, the scales are balanced in his favour. And mm-hmm. if his current um, hotel manager um, really wants him there, really loves how he does his job and everything, then he's not going to want to lose him. W- what you don't want to do, I suppose, is to antagonise your manager. And, you mm-hmm. know, because some people are really good at playing the game of I can get this, what can you give me type of thing. And whilst they might get that, result that might get more money it kind of sometimes leaves a bad taste in people's mouths and it can upset colleagues who think you know what if all I have to do is you say I can get more money somewhere else I'm going to do it too so um I don't think you know it sounds like Ricky's not this kind of person Um, and most people are if I'm honest Mm. but there's nothing wrong in saying I have been offered somewhere else I really don't want to go what's the Mm. chances of me getting uh, some more money either now or in the not too distant future. So you don't want yeah. to put immediate pressure, but you also want to say that actually cost of living is rising. It is yeah. becoming more and more difficult. Is there a chance? Because I want to stay here. I love where I am. Mm-hmm. I think that was the point I was making at the start that it sounds like he does get regular pay increases, which is pretty mm-hmm. good. Really um, good. And I guess it's all kind of industry specific, but yeah, a lot to think about, I think, for Ricky yeah, as well. Yeah, mm. but a great position to be in. And um 
obviously when you're good at what you do though Kelly you have mm. much more bargaining power and so yes. I would say to every everybody listening who's in a currently in a job or not when you're in a job try to be a top performer and yeah. that doesn't mean you've got to be um an expert it doesn't mean you have to work more hours than everybody else it just mm-hmm. means you have to think about how well am I doing mm-hmm. how much am I pushing the boat out how much am I getting feedback how hard am I trying with my colleagues mm-hmm. how positive is my attitude mm-hmm. all of the things that make up a really good performer um mm-hmm. so so I would ask everybody to do that because you are in such a strong position when you make yourself invaluable to a company yeah. uh, in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. Indispensable. And that's the word I'm looking for. Thanks, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> But when you find yourself in positions like that, all of a sudden um, your work life becomes such more pleasant and easier because you're in a position of choice. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So much food for thought, as always. Thank you for joining me today, Amina. Your expertise is so valuable. It's great you share it with us here on The Reset Room. Do you want to give us a summary of your thoughts on today's topic? Yeah, you know what I'm like, Kelly. I like to leave people <laughs> with a few things to remember. So number one is everybody can have a lull or a difficult time at work. Question, what do I want? Set yourself a time limit. Mm-hmm. Number two, what are my reasons for staying or going? Always Mm -hmm. have a list of pros and cons. Number three is, is how you're feeling affecting your performance and causing you to be an underperformer? So change your behavior before you change your job. Mm -hmm. Number four, if you're ambitious, brilliant. It's okay to take a risk. No job and nothing is forever. So don't Mm -hmm. feel you have to stay if you've got a burning desire to move on. Number five, listen to your gut. Because your gut often knows what's right or wrong um, and know what you're good at. If you feel your talent um, is being underused, then take action because your mm-hmm. gut is not going to lie and it's going to it's going to annoy you because it's always going to be telling you that something's not right. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes. listen to it, take action. That's really excellent. Thank you again, Amina. If you have a suggestion for future episodes or would like to see us cover a particular area of personal development, please do get in touch via social media. Thank you for joining us on this episode of The Reset Room. You can follow us on Twitter at Reset underscore room, on Facebook at The Reset Room and on Instagram at Reset Room Podcast. Please remember to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast and tell all your friends about it if you're enjoying it. The Reset Room is a laudable production produced and hosted by me, Kelly Crichton. Our resident experts are Kay Woodburn of grittypeople.co.uk and Amina Walker, who you'll find on aminawalker.com. See you all very soon. Thanks, Kelly.